Hello and welcome to the Glow with Anna podcast. I'm Anna, a retired hustle culture queen with a passion for all things beauty, women empowerment, business, and mental health. This show was created for the multi-passionate women who are navigating life wearing many hats on the fearless pursuit to making all of their wildest dreams come true, no matter what that looks like for them. Thanks so much for joining and let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Glow with Anna podcast. I'm super excited to be joined by Nicole Watson today. She is a financial literacy and budgeting coach. And me and Nicole, Nicole and I, we go way back. (laughs) I mean, I've known this girl half my life. Um, We danced together when we were younger and we follow each other on social media now. And so I'm super excited about what she's doing currently. I've watched her story over the years. She has an amazing story to tell. um, And it has all led into what she's doing now. So Nicole, I'm happy to have you here. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit of your story. Yes, well, um, it's so good to be on here. First, I just wanna give a shout out to you though. Happy belated birthday. Welcome to your (laughs) thirties. (laughs) And I so love just um, seeing you on social media too. So I know I kind of threw that back at you, but I just really enjoy seeing how uh, you've just, oh, you've, you're just amazing. Um, and what, a, what an incredible woman that is just being used in so many ways. So you rock. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're so sweet. We've both grown up a lot from the people we were back then. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yes. Oh, so many good times though. But yeah. So what got me here a little bit about my story is, um, I created this small online community for called transformative budgeting, really to just reach people to let them know that every single person is worthy of financial freedom. I feel like there's so much out there that's like, okay, like you have to do it this way. You have to be a certain, you know, you have to have been raised a certain way. And that's just not the truth. (laughs) I'm like, I just want to see everyone thrive. And I love how you say that in your business too, a lot is, you know, we are, we are not here to compete against each other. We are here to lift one another up and our only competition is ourselves. <laughs> so Absolutely. I love that. And yeah, so I just, I really want to let people know that they are so worthy. And so I want each and every one of you listening right now to just claim over yourself that you are so worthy of financial freedom and you matter your life matters, whatever has brought you to where you are matters, and that you don't have to look at what you've gone through as, okay, I can never get out of this. There is a way out. It's not always easy. I'm not going to say this is like the easiest thing ever, but no matter where you're from, the circumstances you faced, your religion, your culture, um, ethnicity, gender identity, or sexual orientation, social economical status, basically what I'm saying, no matter where you come from, you are welcomed in our community with transformative budgeting because we truly value each and every individual for who they are. They don't have to change who they are. Um, We just want to show you love and show you encouragement and let you know that you can 
have financial success. So, um, but yeah, so going back to wow. a little bit about my story, I've always been a super, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I was just like, I have I, chills yeah. over here. <laughs> you are so good. Mm -hmm. Okay, keep going. I, you are so, so kind. And I, I just want, yeah, I just love doing this. I love budgeting and I'm such a nerd, but <laughs> I have always been kind of that math nerd. And, and I can totally say that <laughs> she knows um, growing up. It's okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but, but, you know, I grew up really loving math and really enjoying like all things learning anything with budgeting. And my mom, actually, I was in elementary school and she was like, this is how you budget a, a checkbook. And I was thinking, girl, what are you telling? I didn't say girl, but <laughs> I was like, what are you trying to teach me? But honestly, I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And it really helped me understand, even at such a young age, that like my parents' money didn't just like come to them. They really worked hard for what they did. And even though we did things like going on vacation, it was very like just, it was, I don't know, obvious to me that they worked hard for what they did, but also we had to make choices. So we lived in a smaller house and that was totally fine for them. Their goals were truly to go on a vacation every year. And I do not regret those memories. Um, I am so thankful. Like I understand every family situation is so different and even families who are working so hard, that doesn't mean that that's what it's going to look like for them. Um, but I also remember times where my parents were literally like, okay, I don't know how we're going to pay this bill. And not that they tried to make it obvious that, oh, okay, this is kind of a struggle month. But I do remember like there was this time and I don't remember the whole details, but they like sold this couch or it sold like for the exact amount that they needed. And so it's just like, in my life, I do see for my own self that God is somebody that I look to. And I totally get that everyone has their own beliefs. But for me, it was just like God showed up in that moment. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I've just seen those little things of like, okay, you can't always, it might not be the easiest thing, but you can still make the most of what you have. Um, and being appreciative of even if you have little, um, or if you're not thankful and when you have little, then how can you be grateful when you have a lot? Um, Absolutely. so yeah, that has been, been a big part that impacted me. Well, I love that you say, you know, it all starts in childhood because I have this conversation with my fiance a lot. He is an accountant. So he grew up, his dad's an accountant. So he grew up like knowing about money and tax stuff. And, you know, like they're, it's funny because his parents definitely made like different financial choices than my parents did. But we talk about it a lot that like, unless you're raised in, you know, one of those households that, you know, is familiar with money to a point of that, like taxes or, you know, having to make different decisions. Like right. a lot of people just do not learn financial literacy. And so me and my fiance talk about it. Like, he'll ask me like, I can't believe, you know, your parents didn't teach you this. And I'm like, yeah, I had no idea. Like I, you know, blew my money. And so there's definitely a place for 
what you're doing absolutely because there are so many people that just go through life and have no idea and that's no blame on our parents that's no blame really not on anyone yep. it's just not really a priority so i'm super excited that you're here having this conversation but i'll let you keep telling your story well thank you and yeah i that is so true though just to speak to that is you know we all do come from different like backgrounds of whether we talk about it or not in most families and especially in our parents generation they just weren't they didn't talk about it and I think honestly if it were up to my dad <laughs> he probably would have been like oh we do not talk to the kids about this <laughs> <laughs> right but I think I was just so nosy like they said my mom would even say like I don't know what got into you why you were so nervous about money all the time because I would be like oh it's okay I don't need that and she'd be like why like you can have this and I'd be like oh it's fine and she's like I don't know where you got this oh my <laughs> like, god that's um, so funny <laughs> but I mean they were they like made me conscious about like how much things cost but also like it wasn't like they were like oh you can't do anything and right. so it was kind of it's just, it is kind of funny because yeah, my dad would have probably been like, oh, you do not say any, anything at all. Like just do not talk finances. And I think that that's a very good reflection on just how most people were raised. Um, but we're trying to open that up. Like that's definitely something that in the future, like everyone has to make the decision for their own selves and what they share with their kids. Um, I don't have kids myself, but I just know that that's, you know, that can be a touchy topic and depending on where you are in your life and what you're going through. But honestly, opening some of that up isn't always a bad thing, even when it's hard times to just understand, like, you know, I had a really wonderful best friend, but our lives look different in that, um, shopping was really like something that she she's so she's so on top of all the new coach stuff all the time <laughs> and um she's that's what she prioritized and I was like okay I'm like prioritizing saving and like what was I gonna do with that <laughs> um, right. but I eventually I did I I kind of always do that still I'll save for a long time and then all of a sudden I'm like ooh, I just really want three pairs of shoes <laughs> <laughs> so it comes in waves um, yeah. But yeah, so a little bit more though, if I fast forward to my adulthood, I um, did decide to go to college because I'm a nurse, I'm a pediatric nurse, and that's my full-time job. I love it. And I, I always want to continue that in some aspect. But um, so I did get my bachelor's of science in nursing. And that's one thing that for me, um, I heard a lot of like, ooh, don't get student loans. And I was like, you know what? it's going to take me a lot longer if I try and get this degree, not getting student loans. And, um, a lot of like debt-free culture is, Hey, you can't get student loans. And if somebody can do what they can without going to college, I am all about that. If they're like, Hey, this is what I want to do, or I'm not sure what I want to do. And you know, don't waste your money. <laughs> but <laughs> If you know, and it's something that you're like, hey, I actually really want to go here and I'm going to make this work. I think if, if I could talk to myself going into it, I don't think I would change anything. I would still go, but I might just tell myself, be ready to pay them off when you're out. <laughs> when you get out of college, just pay them off. And that's what we did. My husband and I got married. Oh, like what well, I should know, like six months after <laughs> I graduated less than that. 
Oh, I guess it was September. I graduated in May. Okay. So a lot less than that. I like math. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) But, but uh, yeah, so we did a financial class together. It was actually a group class and I thought it was really great because we got on the same page. Like my husband is such a spender. He was totally that guy that would get everything at the buckle and, and now that's not his style, but back then he was like such a buckle man. man. <laughs> and if anyone knows the buckle, it's like 60 bucks for a shirt and like a hundred. And I don't know, um, for jeans, I don't know what it would be, be back then. But I remember just freaking out like, oh my gosh, we're getting married. And this boy is spending all of our money on jeans. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, but... men and women, like there's always one of those in a relationship, right? Like, <laughs> And that's so good. I'm actually really thankful because I think if I didn't have him, we probably wouldn't have had furniture in our first apartment. I'd be like, oh, let's just pay off all of our student loans. So yes. honestly, it's good to have balance. balance. <laughs> I think over time, we've both kind of been I remember telling him like when he stopped wearing buckle I was like is it because you feel like I'm not like like the budgeting like we're being too serious about this and like because if you want the buckle we can make it work (laughs) but I was just like I was like I hope I'm not like changing your style I know we're getting hardcore about this but I do not want to change what you want and we can still prioritize what's important um but I gave him so much of a hard time and he was like, oh no, like, I just don't want to wear that anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so with that, um, we kind of got, we did get on the same page, but what I will say is the program that we took was super rigid and the philosophy was like, you have to do everything you can to pay off debt and no fun. And even though I'm like saying, oh, I didn't, I wasn't sure about this. Honestly, at the end of the day, I'm like, hey, I got to go on vacation. Like that is what I prioritize. I think it's somewhat because that's what my parents prioritize. And that's where we created memories. But um, so Jared and I, my husband and I just like got on the same page. We're like, hey, we're not going to do everything like this program. We're going to make it our own. But at least we got on the same page and we like paid off my student loans right away. Um, and well, right away, as in it felt like right away, two and a half years later. And then we, and we actually saved, like, I don't know what it, it was like over nine grand by paying them off seven and a half years early. Wow. Um, so yeah, so it was worth it, but we also did fun. We always took a little trip and that was something that I was like, I don't even care if it's major. Um, but at four years into our marriage, um, he was, um, not feeling super great. And it was interesting because we had just paid off our car. We also didn't totally agree with the debt-free philosophy of like, okay, you just are going to, you know, drive this car that doesn't barely drive. I get it in certain times, but sometimes you can pour so much money into a car. That's like, I did that for a few cars and it was just like, Oh, I need like one decent car that can get us somewhere. Um, but yeah, so we had just paid off that we had saved for like a six months, about six months of expenses. If we had an emergency and we had before that paid off our student loan. So we had no debt to our name, didn't own a home at the time. And my husband started feeling ill. He, 
at first I was actually mad at him (laughs) because we were both exercising and trying to eat healthier. And he was like losing weight so fast. And I was like, Oh my word. Like I am working so hard and I've gained five pounds, like seriously. And (laughs) so, you know, I was just like in that kind of phase of life of like, okay, that, that meant everything is trying to get healthy and and healthy look different than I feel like healthy is now healthy doesn't mean a number on the scale side note (laughs) Um, and so it's just one of those things that at the time I was like okay I gotta really work for this and but he started getting really sick and I was like this is not okay and I was actually going to take a travel nurse position and and we were going to move to another state and have different interns, which side note, <laughs> if anyone out there is like a travel, <laughs> travel nurse, anything like that, just think before you go about how it's going to work if somebody in your family becomes ill. So the story is my husband started losing that weight. He started vomiting a ton. And so we had gone to a GI provider. They're like, Hey, you're going to need to come in for a scope. And I was like, okay, it's probably Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, which is honestly awful. I'm not saying that's okay. Um, people go through a lot with that, but he was 27 at the time. His labs looked great. And in my mind, he had said the C word, he had said cancer. And I, like my husband had said something about, um, and I was like, oh, you know, like your, your labs are good. And we didn't really think that It was just his mom had mentioned something briefly to us about something in the family and she didn't know anything about it really, but she said, oh, there's something with cancer in the family and come to find out he was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer at the age of 27 and he couldn't work. He was calling in right before he got diagnosed a ton, which was not like him. And it got down to it between chemo and, um, on a surgery and all that, that he just, he couldn't do it. And the thing that I'm so grateful for is that we took that time to say, okay, I can focus on you. We have this six months, you know, expenses saved. And although it's not ideal, like I don't care about the money at this point. I just want my husband. I just, I just want to, to, to be there for him. I had an awesome boss that allowed me to be there because I stayed at my job. When he started getting sick, I was like, and not doing travel nursing, even though my boss was like, Hey, you do whatever you want. You're in your twenties. Enjoy life. (laughs) She's like, we're always here, but they were so great. And I was just like, Hey, I'm not going to take that assignment. I'm going to stay here. And I hadn't put in my two weeks or anything yet, but we had just talked about it. And so just to kind of look back, I was like, man, like all of that was so crazy, but I'm thankful we stayed. I did hit two max out of pockets. Like my husband was, um, admitted to the hospital from June to July. And so we hit two max out of pockets. Cause my insurance like changed over in July and it was like, okay, well, we have this savings for things like this. We never expected this, but at least we're not on like a travel assignment where you lose your insurance if you don't continue with that travel company. So Um, so yeah, it was just a lot happened and all of that taught me is kind of like, okay, (laughs) life is so precious. And sometimes we get so wrapped up, even though money helped us in that situation of having that savings, 
what really matters at the end of the day is your memories and your time with those you love. So, um, so yeah. Absolutely. Wow. What a, what an amazing story. And yeah, like you said, it's kind of like everything, like God kind of laid out this, you know, journey for you to, you know, pay off your debt, you know, before all of this. So what an amazing, and it always, life always seems to work out that way, right? Like you never know why certain doors are opening or closing for you. And then one day it all comes together and it's like, okay, this makes sense. Like everything was leading me here. Wow. So true. So, so true. So I know recently, not that recently now at this point, because I've lost like COVID years, but you moved to Colorado and your parents did too. Tell me a little bit about, you know, making that move. Yeah. So we were honestly always thinking about moving to Colorado later on in life. And, um, we just decided, you know what, we've always wanted to do this. My husband, I should say he did, he does now have stage four colon cancer at advanced. Um, and so he's, he was diagnosed initially five years ago and so much taught us like just live love life. So Colorado's always been on my heart. I used to come out here most summers and a lot of winters to go skiing. And so it's just been this place that's kind of like a second home to me and my grandparents are gone, but, um, they've passed away since, but they would rent a cabin in Colorado in this like small town that hardly has anything. And every summer, and we just come up here and like go hiking and fishing and all these things. And so it was like, okay, like, I want to end up there someday. And just seeing the beautiful, I always think of my grandparents all the time. I'm like, okay, if you guys get mad at me, because I'm like on the side of a cliff, and you're upset, because you don't think it's safe, whether that's my husband or my parents. (laughs) I'm like, it's mama's fault. (laughs) It's my grandma's (laughs) fault. I I got my sense of adventure from her, but my dad also does the same thing. (laughs) So, but yeah, so I was, I was like, Hey, should we just like apply? Should I apply for this job and see if it works out? And I had a lot of like things that we had prayed if it was supposed to be that it would just like work out. And I floated at my last job. So what I did is a different as a nurse floating, you like do different units every day, but I was actually outpatient or like procedure rooms So coming here, I kind of did similar stuff, but, um, so it was just kind of like, oh, they actually have this job somewhere else. Cause my boss in Kansas city was like, I don't know that there's another pediatric hospital that does the same thing. So, um, it's not exactly the same, but it's just really cool. And now I'm just an allergy, but side note. So, so yeah. So, um, I, I told my parents like, Hey, we're, we're going to move to Colorado. And I said, you guys always talk about wanting to enjoy your lives and like go in the RV. And my dad was still working. He hadn't retired, but he was kind of thinking about it. And I was like, you would really just thrive if you were like on the West, closer to the West coast, you want to do all these RV trips out West. Like you'll have more time and you just need to retire and enjoy your life. (laughs) So, So they did. And we actually built homes like, in the same neighborhood. Like I can see their house from my house. (laughs) (laughs) 
we live right so, next door to Matt's parents' house, and it's oh, honestly yeah? amazing. Like, people think, you know, people always have a look when I say, like, I live right next to my in-laws, but it's it's so amazing. I mean, I know not everyone is blessed with, like, good relationships with their parents or parents that are still around even, but, man, it sure is pretty freaking awesome and we're 10 minutes away from my parents and that's been the best thing for me since moving home is just there's just nothing like being near your family I so that's agree. amazing oh I love that I love that you're right next door that makes me so happy too to know hey other people are loving this and because we do too we love being we've only lived next to them for like a year but my my mom is really a big support like my both my parents but my dad had to be at work all the time kind of during Jared's journey he did take off though and he never takes off work <laughs> but during <laughs> when he was first diagnosed he was like okay I'm I have to leave I have to go be with my son-in-law because at the time we lived three hours from them and um, my mom would drive three hours every two weeks so that Jared had chemo and then he had a bag he had to wear with like extended chemo for two days. And so I had to go to work. Like I would, I would take off for chemo days and then my mom would take him back in two days, like be with him. So he's not home alone. And wow. then take the, take the bag, like take him in the bag back so he could take, you know, get it taken off. And so it was one of those things that it was like, wow, like they've been such a support. And so he's just, my husband has formed such a good relationship with them. And I'm grateful for that. Cause I know not everyone has that either. Um, but we're really grateful for that. Wow. That's amazing. So, um, wow. I'm just sitting here like, wow, you keep giving me chills. So, <laughs> uh, um, all right. So getting back to obviously what you do as a budgeting coach, you've told us a little bit of your story about how you paid off your debt and now you help others do the same, which is so, so important. I'd like to hear what is a myth about budgeting that you're on a mission to bust what is something people don't know about financial literacy or illiteracy <laughs> and um yeah kind of yeah. well i think definitely there's this like in the debt-free culture like trying to become debt-free journey stuff there's a lot about there's only one way the only way to go is by you know following these rigid steps going up just straight up um, this mountain. I like to think of mountains. So <laughs> when I think of it here, I think of there is this place called the Manitou Incline and it literally has a 2000 foot elevation gain in less than a mile. It's like 0 0.88 miles, I think. And you get, I don't even know. Um, I think it's like 2,700 steps over 2,700 like 2,768 steps, I think to be exact, because I watched them. <laughs> but I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is the hardest, not even mile I've ever done in my life. And I think of that as like hiking in that I'm totally the hiker. That's like, eh, I'd rather not do that. I'd rather not go straight up the mountain. I'd rather go on the trail where I'm like, Hey, I can enjoy life along the way. And I can be like, oh, I want to also do this. <laughs> I want to also get my spray tan. And, <laughs> you know, like yeah. whatever that means. 
that is something that somebody values, I want them to have that. So, um, you know, like I, I want people to cherish those things that they love for me. It's like stopping off at the river on the way and taking some time to just enjoy it. And, uh, I think so much in the culture is you can only do it if you do it this way. And, um, you can only make it if you're working 80 hours a week or like, you know, whatever, like this, the culture of just hustle, um, hustle culture, isn't always a bad thing, but it can be, it can be that hustle culture of like it, where you just like eventually give up. Yeah. And I think that, (laughs) and I, yeah, I'm like, man, like, you know, like I, there was a point where I was picking up all these extra shifts in the ICU when I first started working as a nurse. And I honestly, I really did get burned out there. Cause I was just like, oh my gosh, like I cannot work or I would get called in for a night shift. And I'm like, I have not slept all day. This is not safe. And I eventually just right. was good about saying no. <laughs> I was like, you know, we need to be safe. And, and I, I would tell them if I wasn't, but it was just one of those things that the hustle culture tells you like, go, go, go do whatever you can. And that doesn't have to be your story. Now, are there going to be times in your life that like, there's times in our life where we've had to kind of buckle down and be like, okay, we can't go and do all the things this month. We can't go and just, you know, have extra fun money this month and that's okay. But then there's other times where it's like, Hey, we just took three vacations and they might've been many, but we just like went on three weekend trips. Um, so it, it is one of those things that it's like you, your story does not have to look like somebody else's and it won't. And so I do like have guide, like kind of, I like to think of it as I have little trails along the way. <laughs> and I like, if I'm like hiking with somebody in the debt-free journey, I like to find the nearest trailhead because we don't want to go off into the forest and get lost. We don't want to just like blindly try and do our budget and not have any help um, or not have any like focus. But if we have a trailhead and we're on a trail and we're like, hey, I like this trail, let me do this for a little bit. But we find another one and we're like, actually, I was really valuing this in my life. And now I want to value this. That's totally normal. And that's how it should be. You should be able to kind of take those steps and jump from thing to thing as you feel like you're led. Yes. Wow. I love that. I too have been a victim of, (laughs) I've been personally victimized by hustle culture. Um, (laughs) But like you said, yeah, it's like every part of your journey is different. I was in a phase in my life where I had to work so many jobs just to make it by and I racked up debt. And now, you know, I'm in a season of paying off those debts and laying low, but I still, you know, we absolutely deserve to have the things we want and you know all of our basic needs met as well so I love that um little analogy you have (laughs) you got it I know you have you've hustled (laughs) and I love how even when you hustle now (laughs) I love how when you hustle now I feel like you, you still leave that room. At least I see it. And maybe, you know, I know I don't see the full picture, but I see just how you, that, that hustle has changed. It's changed to your passion and like, and not that it ever never wasn't because you, you totally were all about like doing what mattered to you. But I also saw where you were, you were working so, so like hours and hours, I could just tell. And 
was it three, three or four jobs? Yeah, three or four <laughs> at any given time for like three yeah. years straight. Yeah. Oh, and it's like man. you can do that for a little bit, but like the fact that you made it three years of or like longer of doing that, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's it's good to do the things that you love, but take some time for yourself for sure. <laughs> yes, think, absolutely. Yeah, it's just one of those things that I yeah. oh man. <laughs> I do feel like we're, we are moving into a culture of more like, you know, self-care, but also just like, you know, balance and harmony in life. And like, I think our generation's really realizing that like work isn't everything. And like you said, everything is a decision. You can make decisions, but at the end of the day, life is so short and you know maybe money doesn't buy happiness but it provides opportunity it's a resource and you know how you use that resource is absolutely up to you but you know life is so short so you know making memories and all that kind of stuff so important for sure yep and i've learned a lot from you too with all of all of your balance like I, I appreciate all that you share about that too, because it's so true. Um, I've learned that in my own life in different ways, but you've been a, somebody that I've learned a lot from and just like, or just reminding me like daily reminders of, Oh yeah, go Anna. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. This, I mean, honestly, I'm so happy we're having this conversation because obviously, like, I I remember when I saw, you know, you followed me with your um, budgeting business page on Instagram, and I was like, oh, go Nicole, like, and, but we haven't had a chance to sit down and talk about it, so I love this. (laughs) Well, while we're on that topic, go ahead and let us know, like, how we can get involved with your community, how we can work with you, um, and what you got going on in your business currently. Sweet. Well, I can be found at Instagram. So my Instagram is transformative underscore budgeting. And then my TikTok is just transformative budgeting together. And then my I almost said www. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm aging myself. Um, <laughs> um, my so anyway, my website is transformativebudgeting.com, um, and so yeah, so that's where I can be found. What I'm currently doing is um, I have master classes every once in a while that we do live streams. So people can ask questions. It's usually between 60 and 90 minutes, sometimes two hours. Um, but the next one is October 17th at 10 a.m. Mountain time. And it, it the masterclass is kicking debt to the curb. So it's all things like where to start. Um, and just as a quick tip, what I do like to say is before you're paying off any debt is to have at least two to three months expenses saved. And that's not like everything you make, but what it would take to make, you know, your four walls, like all the things that you have to pay a month, um, have that saved just before you like throw extra stuff at debt so that you're not in a heap of trouble if like something comes up. And so that's something we talk about. And then just like what to do, how to pay off debt and, and kind of what 
to focus on. I also have a seven week signature course that just kind of goes through all things of how to take care, take control of your finances. And some of those things that I talk about are budgeting, attacking debt, types of emergency funds, as well as how to build them up, purchasing and paying off a home, investing for retirement, all while enjoying your life at the same time. Um, and so that's a class that can be done with like close friends. It can be done with people you don't know that will become your new budgeting besties. <laughs> or it can be, you know, just people that you're like, hey, we have a few people and we also want to meet new people. So it can be a mixture of just whatever people want. Wow. I love that. Uh, budgeting besties. I'm always talking about my business besties. Yes. <laughs> it has been such a pleasure to talk to you. This episode was packed full of value. I'm going to put all your information in the show notes, but before we go, is there anything else you want to share? Any other little budgeting tips or life hacks or just another message like how you started this? Because that was, that gave me chills. Anything else you want to say? <laughs> um, all I would say is if you haven't ever budgeted before, so if there's somebody out there that's like, I don't even know where to start. I challenge you to go through your um, bank accounts and credit cards, whatever, and look at all of your spending from the last month and make like categories. So this was shopping or this was like clothes. This was fun. This was, and just see. So that's what I call a, like a money audit. And sometimes I'll do like a mini money, mini, mini money audit. I cannot talk. <laughs> so my mini money audit is where you go through and there's just like 10 things that you focus on and you look through your last either month or two months and you look and see how much you spent. And a lot of times it's like, oh gosh, like I spent that much here and oh, I really value my spray tan, but I have not done that. I'm saying that girl, cause your girls need some spray tans, <laughs> but, but you know, like you know, if you see like, oh, I actually didn't save for that. And I spent all this money here and I actually would rather treat myself here, or I'd rather focus more on debt in this area instead of like getting that other pair of jeans. So yeah, so it's just uh, kind of a good thing. You might not remember all that you spent it on. Um, and I don't like, I don't change up. Like if I go to Walmart or Sam's or Target, I don't sit there and go, okay, this is how much I spent on shampoo or toilet paper. It's just like, that's all my groceries just because it makes it easier. But yeah, so um, do that and be amazed with where you can find extra money that you don't need to spend in those areas. I love that. I love that. That's a great tip. I need to do that for sure. <laughs> So great talking to you and I will put all your information in the show notes but thank you so much for being on the glow with Anna podcast thank you so much for listening to today's episode I hope it was valuable if you enjoyed the episode please read the show notes to see how you can connect with me further and continue supporting my podcast thanks again and keep glowing mm -hmm.